1: This is Sode number 200. Wow. One of
2: the most pivotal Sodes in this podcast history for a number of reasons. The Sode title is the Why Couldn't You Do That All Year of Sodes. Now, that Sode title could go a number of ways now. Knowing what we know, <laughs> that could be for a few different reasons. But that one comes via Andrew Moore at Andrew the Earl on Twitter. Follow him, guys. He's a Tupper, so you want to follow all the Tuppers. Make your following a community of Tuppers, and it makes for a better Twitter experience. Uh, go follow Andrew the Earl on Twitter for that so title submission today. I'm going to assume. He was referring to the Jaguars game, which we will talk about. But he could be referring to the fact that the Titans parted ways with Mike Vrabel, head coach for the last six years. My goodness. Uh, it sent shockwaves through all of Titans fans, through all of the NFL, really. We're going to talk about it extensively. We're going to bring on our friend Kayla Anderson uh, to, of course, talk about that and skincare tips and tricks, naturally. But. Before we get to any of that, for this week's 200th sode. not this week's 200th sode. this podcast's 200th sode this week, I'm still not saying that right, it's just, it's our 200th episode, okay, that's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> before we get to it, let's first get a word from our friends and relax the back.
1: Oh boy, oh boy, I know Titans fans sure could use a relax the back item oh, today, I'm could sure a we lot ever. Of could use a little bit comfier of a chair, there's gonna be some neck pain, some back pain going around the fan base, maybe some uh struggle sleeping as well but relax the back's the place for you they'll help you fix all of these problems if you struggle with insomnia or posture issues relax the back's the place for you they've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain like their zero gravity chair they've got a great office chair massage chair and x chair for those of us who are sitting all day at work or at home they've also got techno uh, technogel and tempurpedic pillows and mattresses the latest in sleep technology to make sure you're maximizing your sleep every night. I've actually got a TechnoGel uh, pillow in my room that I sleep on every night, and I sleep like a baby, although tonight might be a little harder. Um, but go check them out. Cause you, Glen- uh, it's
2: because you, you are a baby.
1: Sorry. Uh, okay. It, go check them out at 2020 Glenico Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater right next to Hillsboro High School. But if you don't live in Middle Tennessee or you don't want to get out in this nasty weather we've been having lately, no problem. Check out their amazing showroom online at stores.relaxtheback.com Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train is coming It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since but- I don't
2: know when. I'm sucking What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is Janu Henry 10th, 2023.
0: 20,
2: and I'm just gonna come out and say it. The Tennessee Titans are looking for a way to play better and coach better. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Is that too soon? Is it too soon? Look, uh, I think before any of that happens they're looking for a way to hire better. <laughs> I, I my goodness,
2: it, this is a weird weird day to be a Titans fan. My initial reaction was oh seriously you got to break this now while I'm about to drive home from downtown Chicago to my home in the suburbs. You couldn't get your treats drop this off. like yeah, right. Like, I got to be, like, on top of my game. But, no, you can't be on top of your game when you're driving. It's not safe. So, um, right, so I, I guess, what,
1: what was your secondary thought then?
2: My my secondary thought was, I need someone to talk to about this. So, I called okay. you. And then yeah, you we, did, talked. We... <laughs> we talked. We talked on, like, my whole drive home. Um, but that was, uh, it was just an absurd, like, my mind was going through a, a million thoughts at once. And I think my mind... Went through. Let's go through the steps of the where my mind went through because I think you will find that my mindset for the first time maybe ever was on the same parallel as many Titans fans mindsets. My first one was what. My second one was well, I kind of see it. It was like that GIF of that that girl that's like, huh? 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 which that's that visual is not good for <laughs> our podcast, but you know what I mean, like the one where she's like, <laughs> she tastes something, and she's like. I don't think I like that. But then she's like, oh, but maybe I do.
1: What's but, that no, basketball man. player sitting on the bench? There's a gift on a oh, basketball oh, player. Um, Where he's like, uh, you know Alonzo Morning. No, yeah, Alonzo morning. morning.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a great, great one. Everyone knows the Alonzo Morning God, uh, I gift. hope
1: our listeners know these gifts, or else this is going to be bad. We have so many people who are going be like, what's a gift? Um, <laughs> no, so
2: we – that to me is – like was my my take was like well I kind of see it but then it's also like but why would you fire him why would you not try and trade him and I think that was a lot of Titans fans takes right off the bat is like how are you going to let Mike Rabel walk without getting anything in return because this is a guy that as soon as he was fired people were like we need to hire that guy and when I say teams I mean teams that still have coaches case in point the chicago bears i live and work here in chicago and bear there was some, a pocket of bears fans that were like we need let's fire matt eberflus coming off of a 7 and 10 season and hire mike Raple who's coming off of a 6 and 11 season with i and i don't know how you feel about this but i follow both teams very closely very similar roster structures
1: where uh well, defense well, kind of that one has proven that he can win in the NFL and the other's still kind of working to do that. From and, and that's state. fair.
2: That is fair. And that was like, kind of my thoughts too, was like, why is Mike Vrabel held in such a high regard? Because I was thinking like, okay, like clearly everyone's like shocked by this. Everyone's like, why would you not try and get something out of him? Cause there's going to be a dumb team out there that would still like be like, yeah, we, we, I would give you up trades for him. And then after hearing Amy Adams trunk talk, to Mike Keith, hearing her explain like the reason of why she did not trade Mike Vrabel makes so much sense.
0: There's been discussion in a lot of different circles about the possibility of trading the head coach. Was consideration given to trading Mike Vrabel? Well, yes, there was, but there's a bit of misconception about a coach's contract say versus a player's contract, a coach's contract, you can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So yes, we thought about it, but at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And you know, honestly, to to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted.
2: There are league rules put in place, which tells me that you have to wait until the season is over before you can make a trade like that, um, or at least closer to the season ending before you can make a trade like that. Then that does put you three weeks behind the eight ball. There are so many head coaching vacancies open, and you don't want to be left out in the cold because even if you trade Mike Trayble, then you have a head coaching vacancy that you have to fill. And meanwhile, teams like the Raiders, the Commanders, uh, the uh, Panthers are all going to fill those Their head coaching vacancies while you're sitting on your hands waiting for a trade to go down, not to mention all of the terms and everything that you would have to negotiate and work out. Like trades like that, you can't just snap your fingers and be like, oh, let's trade Mike Vrabel for this, this and this. I know there's a
1: there's a lot of Twitter GMs. I was going to say you couldn't really get the process started until after the divisional round of the playoffs. And by that point, there's already a lot of vacancies, and there's already a lot of interviews taking place. That yeah. started yesterday, or excuse me, I guess you guys are listening to this on Wednesday. That started on Black Monday. The Titans are already one day behind the process. Don't think that'll hurt them. But the, That, that, um, that, that I respect. I, I,
2: I like that decisiveness. I like not sitting on your hands and saying like, well, should we, shouldn't we? No, like, if you feel this way, make a move now and let's let's go. Like, Like, put your head down. Kind of like, uh, like, have you seen Braveheart? Jack, can I make a Braveheart reference safely? Make a Braveheart reference. I won't. Uh, I won't comment on the other part of the question. Damn it! All right, all right. So William Wallace, he's he's out there. He's like, you know, they can take our, but they'll never take our freedom. And then they, you know, he runs out with a blue, blue painted face. Like that's essentially Amy Adams. She's like, look, put your head down. We're gonna charge into this abyss, into the unknown. Are we gonna get slaughtered for it? Time will tell. But right now, like, come with us. Uh, anyone who's with me, come with me, and we are going to go out there, try and find our head coach for the future, and move forward with a more successful product than we have seen in the last 24 games, which, let me remind you, is a 6-18 and record. That means for every game you won, you have lost three. Every month, you are going one and three in an NFL calendar and that is mediocre at best. And there's a lot of people out there. Like, the more I've sat and thought about this, and and Jack, I want I want your takes on this too, because I, I don't know if we necessarily see eye to eye on this, but the more I sit and think about it, the more I feel like Mike Vrabel has not gotten the job done. And we hold him in such high regard, I think because of the early success he had, it's kind of like when this franchise came to town. They had that Music City Miracle and the Super Bowl run their very first season, and we kind of put up with a lot of mediocrity after that because we we're like, well, we always have we have that to hang our hat on. And Mike Vrabel has only won two playoff games in his tenure as Titans head coach; those both came in year two. He was the head coach of the Titans for six years, and a lot of people like to rip on Ryan Tannehill. For not being able to win playoff games, why do we not hold that same regard for a man who has even more control over the team and over well, the roster? Let than me jump in. Mike here. Vrabel,
1: go ahead. Let me jump in here. Um, first off, I you know, I think that Amy had three decisions. She, you know, the Vrabel situation could have gone one of three ways. The most ideal way, in my eyes, was you keep Vrabel for next year, the, the second decision. You trade him, you get something for him. The third and least ideal scenario, from my perspective, is you flat out fire him. Somebody picks him up, you get nothing back. Now, sure. I, I understand why they fired him, is to get a head start on this coaching process. Because, you know what? If, if is that first round draft pick that you might get if you're lucky going to be worth it if you just you know, have another lame duck head coach, or not another, because Rabel wasn't a lame duck head coach, but you hire a lame duck head coach that's yeah, right. Levis back and sends him into the Mariota Mar- Mariota cycle. I you don't have to
2: get that. what's left of the scrap peep of
1: all other coaches that weren't hired by other teams. But look, I, I disagree with the move. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm maybe in the majority of the fan base. Now, there's it's, it's pretty much black or white here. Luke Worsham, though, put out a great tweet today that, you know, essentially said, you know, there's a lot of great things Mike Frabel did as head coach here. You know, he won yep. at a really high level, a level that we hadn't seen in nearly two decades here. And, and, but, he, let, but, and but some of his faults the- never really went away. He still had some of those blind spots, those things that just the Titans fans were irritated by. And, and you thought over the years, some of those might kind of dissipate and, and yeah. start to fade away, but they really didn't. And what compounds that stuff, Is when you whiff on coordinator hires, when you let Downing stay an extra year, when Craig Aukerman cost you an entire football game, maybe two this season, with the punt blocked in New Orleans to start the year, and he probably shouldn't have been around for as long as he did. And, you know, the defense is the least of my worries because, sure, it was a lead at one point. It it has regressed, but I'm not going to, you know, hammer Rabel on the defense because they've been fine outside of a couple personnel issues on the back end. But when these things start to happen, I, that, that forces the owner to make a decision. You know, Are you willing to ride this out? Do you think you have the right guy? And I, I think that from a head coaching standpoint, just about any team in the league would be lucky to have Mike Vrabel. But where Mike Vrabel becomes a difficult person to work with is when you bring in a general manager, a new general manager, and tell them, hey, you know what? no really set structure here y'all just collaborate y'all y- y- y'all just work together and figure it out well Vrabels hard-headed and Rand Carthon sees it from a different perspective you know with his upbringing he's kind of more new age while Vrabels more old school mm-hmm. that in my opinion was a system that was set up to fail and here we are after it has failed already 1 year into it looking to make another change like we're going to talk to this we're going to talk with Kayla about this um but Every time that Amy's made a change, and she's made plenty since taking over in twenty fifteen as controlling owner, right? The Titans have upgraded, whether it's head coach or general manager yeah. in every circumstance.
2: She I fired, implore
1: any any Titans fan to try and find a move she has made that
2: hasn't bettered or forwarded this franchise.
1: She fired Rustin Webster, who'd she get? John Robinson. Upgrade. She fired yeah. John Robinson. Who'd she get? Rand Carthon. Pretty good start there you know yeah. I'm not, we'll see how it goes initially
2: initially upgrade yeah initially I, uh, it, look that could go awry and if it does go awry i trust amy adams Trunk to not put up with any bs and move on very quickly
1: she fired ken wisenhunt that was almost impossible not to upgrade so i won't give her yeah, too much yeah. credit there <laughs> yeah yeah, right, right, but, right, right but but it took it took <laughs> but, some but 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 she fired
2: some... mike malarkey after that takes, yeah Mike Malarkey led this franchise to their first playoff win in 10-plus seasons. It took so, guts, and you upgraded. Not 10-plus. I guess it was eight or eight or nine seasons that uh, was their first playoff win. But, yeah, like, imagine firing someone, like, leads a franchise to their first playoff win in almost a decade, and you fire him. And then who did she bring in? Mike Vrabel. Two years later, there was, there was a little bit dip that first year, didn't make the playoffs. But the year after that, you go to the AFC title game. That was an upgrade. And then, over time, like, yeah, Jack, Mike Vrabel had a lot of success with the Titans. It was all in those first three years. Uh, honestly, those middle, like, the, the years two and three is what where all the success came from. After that, it was bad. And I think part of that was, to your point, like, the hiring of, of assistants. Guys would get, get hired away or the, leave. Jim, Jim the, Schwartz. The buddy uh, system. Uh, uh, Arthur Smith. Yeah, exactly. And then it was... Not even giving an interview to Eric Bieniemy, who is a guy who turned Sam Howell into the NFL's leading passer for most of this past season. Yeah, like, we, we
1: don't know how really the back workings of that kind of played out. But we no, do but, know but, that after, he got it, ri- after the Titans got rid of John Robinson, we do know that Mike Rabel preferred Ryan Cowden. And Amy went a different direction. And that's also true. That's also true. Here's ultimately why I disagree with the move. Is because we we just talked about all the upgrades the Titans have made in similar circumstances. I think it's going to be much harder to upgrade from Vrabel because of what I believe he can do. You know, with with a good roster or even an average roster. I I think that Mike Vrabel, when everything's going well, um, when you have the right personnel. I think that he's a, a top six to seven head coach in this league, and you saw Adam Schefter tweet he's a tier one coaching candidate for every team that's got a vacancy right now. I believe that. I think he's the best candidate on the market. But now that you have fired him, and you can argue Jim Harbaugh, but I, I won't even start that conversation yet. Oh, I I, I got just, a Jim
2: Harbaugh, I got a Jim Harbaugh argument ready to go. If you if you let's go there in a little bit.
1: I'm I'm just I'm just not. Sure, and life's about taking gambles, right? And scared money don't make money. Yeah. This is a gamble. Now I don't think it's a ten leg parlay with your life savings. I think, that, but it is a gamble um, sure. I, because I just don't think that there are many guys out there that can do what Vrabel can do and can win at the level Vrabel can win at. But I, uh, while I say that, I also acknowledge there are there's a lot of bad that comes with the good in Vrabel, and. If if it if it was a difficult relationship between Carthon and Vrabel, which it sounds like it was, reading Amy's statement, hearing her talk to Mike Keith, then then I I just hope that they can find a guy that can come in. But Amy's the big thing is Amy's got to set up a structure that works here. There's got to be a system of checks and balances. There can't be a oh you guys work together, y'all figure it out, you two figure it out. There's got to be a, you know checks and balances where the GM does this, the head coach does this. This guy has a final decision on the roster, and this guy is is strictly the coach. That that's how normal, successful NFL organizations operate.
2: Yeah, and Mike Keith actually asked her about that structure and what it what it is currently, or what she plans it to be, and she did not answer. Like to her credit, she said, "Look, I'm not ready to answer that right now," which I respect. I, I think that's a great answer instead of trying to BS it. But then she went on to say, "Like I will." Answer that when the time is is right. Like, I will let us know.
0: Will the new head coach report to Rand Carthon or to you? And who will have control of the 53-man roster? Today is about the coaching staff. I'm not quite ready to answer that question. I still have some things to work through. But I will answer both those questions at the end of the process.
2: So when it's done, you'll make this clear publicly who the head coach reports to, and who has control of the roster. Absolutely, yes. So, I look, I trust Amy Adam Strunk. Last year, after John Robinson was let go, Jack, you and I gave the take of Amy Adam Strunk that she is a driver's ed teacher. Driver's ed teacher will let you drive on the road, but they have that steering wheel that can override the actual steering wheel. So if that driver's ed teacher sees you veering over the yellow double yellow line or maybe heading towards a ditch or worse, even a ravine, that driver's ed teacher can then take that wheel and steer it back on course. And that's what she did last year with the John Robinson hiring. The Titans were heading towards a ditch with no vision in sight. She took that steering wheel and said, no, I'm going a new way. Picks up Rand Carthon. And then same thing was happening. And if you could not see the handwriting on the wall for this firing, I don't know what team you've been watching for the last 15 weeks. And you can blame it all to roster construction or whatever, but from a week-to-week basis of the players that you did have on the roster, which I will admit were not great, they weren't getting better every week. And that, to me, is is, is a case in point with coaching. And I I bring up the Bears all the time, but the Bears, midway through the season, they fired their defensive coordinator, and uh, and and the, also their running backs coach. They fired two assistants in this season, mainly because of they were they, they had like some HR issues or something. But regardless, they fired their coaching, and Matt Eberflus took over the defense. They obviously and then they obviously they traded for Montez Sweat, which made a big difference. But Personnel. their defense, their defense. Got, got better. better. They had to spend As a lot of money this on. off
1: season too. They brought in T.J. Edwards and Tremaine. But but listen. But like the their 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 defense
2: got better overall. They you saw improvement with the Chicago Bears throughout the season. We didn't see that with the Titans. And I think that I played a large that, part I, into I, the decision. I just,
1: I just wouldn't say that the Chicago the Chicago Bears are any type of success story here because the I, last, no,
2: I'm, I'm but I'm saying right now the Chicago Bears are. Closer to the Titans than Titans fans may want to believe.
1: Well, absolutely. Like, and here's a stat that proves it. In the last 25 games, the Titans are 7-18. and 18. There's only one team in the NFL that's worse than that, and those are the Arizona Cardinals, which have won five games in their last 25. The Titans at 7-18 and 18 are tied with the following teams. The New England Patriots looking for a head coach, probably. Chicago Bears, unhappy with their head coach at the very least. The Carolina Panthers, God knows what they're thinking about their head coach. I mean, that, whoever they hire is probably going to last one year. But they're looking for a head coach. Uh, the Cardinals hired a head coach last year. So the Titans are in this group where everybody seems to have realized, even the teams that aren't used to winning, even they have said, you know what, might be time to make a change. So when the Titans go through this you know, year and a half of ineptitude, I, I don't totally disagree with, the idea that change needs to come now—I disagree with the firing of Rabel, but things have just not been going well. And there are some things you just can't ignore. The offense in three of Rabel's six seasons here has ranked 26 or lower in scoring. And In today's game, you've got to score. You've got to be ha- able to win by scoring 30 points in games at points. They the haven't Lions scored can't.
2: 30. They haven't scored 30 points or more. Since 2021, Jack, over
1: 700 days,
2: I, I, I was, I, I believe, uh, no, I, I just moved to Chicago when the Titans last scored 30 points, um, which is just wild to think about. Like I didn't have a kid in this world the last time the Titans were (laughs) scored 30 points. I, my kid, my kid has never seen a Titan score 30 points in a game in her lifetime, all right? That is absolutely absurd, and it's it's inexcusable. And for that, I commend Amy Adam Strunk. Last year, we compared her to a driver's ed teacher. This year, I'm comparing her to Apple, okay? Amy Adam Strunk, no, it's Amy Apple stock, because this is a woman who every year finds a way to better <laughs> what she is doing, okay? And look, I am the biggest Apple critic on the planet. I love Apple. I, I I used to be an Apple stand boy. I have kind of fallen off the map a little bit because to me, started to get a little mediocre. But I cannot deny, when they drop a new iPhone every single year, that camera and some of the features in the Apple iPhone get better every year and that is essentially what Amy Adams Strunk has done with this Titans franchise. With every move and every tweak and every, you know, little decision she's made here and there, like f- to me personally I'm like, man, you're going to make a groove like th- these these camera lenses stick out from the iPhone, that's going to be a designing flaw. Nope, turns out those cameras are some of the best that you'll see on most c- actual cameras, let alone a-, a cell phone. So to me that is Amy Adams Strunk literally standing up there at a keynote saying hey you know what this year we're introducing a brand new head coach and everyone's like oh my gosh what's it gonna be and i to me i have all the faith in her to make the titans better because she has yet to make a decision yet and look this one could fail historically and if it does i will be the first one to point it out yeah Maybe maybe, you shouldn't it, it, have moved on from Mike Vrabel. I will admit when I'm wrong. I admitted when I was wrong with the Will Levis uh, draft pick, okay? I will admit when I'm wrong. But right now, I don't think that Miss Amy is wrong in this decision, and I think I trust her to – not for her to make the decision, because she, she just signs off on it. She hires – People that are smarter than her to make those decisions. No, and Amy. This was an Amy decision.
1: Her. Amy fired. Well,
2: yes, yes. I mean, overall, yes, with discussions hey, and everything. But yeah, I, I, she puts people in place to make these smart decisions, and I think sure. she's going to do that.
1: There is a really weird part of this that we haven't really talked about yet, and that's that uh, you know, heading into Week Twelve, after the Titans had sucked, they were uh, three and seven. Amy and the Titans felt it important to release a statement declaring their allegiance to Mike Vrabel, announcing that he's safe and his job is secure for years to come. And then they go three and four down the stretch, which, you know, honestly is uh, better than what they were doing before that time. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. So, so that is the confusing part. Like, There must, there's definitely another layer to this onion that we well, well, it's yet to come to the surface, and that could be the Rand Carthon relationship. But here's what also happened in that three and four stretch the Titans lost to the Texans twice, they lost, they they blew a ten, a double digit halftime lead to Case Keenum at home in Oilers gear, lost in overtime. Then you show up on the road to Houston, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't a game all season that felt like they just flat out didn't give a shit about. They didn't show up at all. It was,
2: yeah, it was, it felt like the Browns game with less care from the players because the Browns game was arguably the worst game of the year with 94 yards of offense in a game. That was that, 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 Browns trip was putrid, which leave it to Titans fans to, uh, or leave it to the Titans to make their fans not forget a trip to Cleveland, (laughs) <laughs> Probably the first people in history that went to Cleveland and didn't forget their trip. Um, but but the, you,
1: they, she doesn't take losing to the Texans, man. I, just, it's no, dad, no, and it's I, I think not, that's a they, great. You know what? I think it's there's a, a great difference point. Between, and there's a difference between losing and embar- and getting embarrassed. They got embarrassed when they lost to Case Keenum. And well, they had everything you, going their way in the, the first. Both half. Both games got, were
2: equal parts embarrassing.
1: Yeah, and, but but the second game was in Houston, a game which you know they care deeply about in the Alabama. where she lives. Not only did they lose, they got beat 26-3. to three. It, you, It's hard to survive that, knowing what the Adams family puts into the rivalry in Houston versus Tennessee. And I think that had a lot to do with it. I don't know if she'll ever come out and say it, but I find it hard to believe that those two losses didn't play at least a bit of a factor in making this decision. I
2: It is... Um... Yeah. And and to to um, I guess not to refute, but to add on to your point about her basically saying Vrabel is safe. She also did the same thing with Mike Malarkey after the playoff win, said Mike Malarkey is our head coach for the foreseeable future, basically. And then weeks later, fired his ass for Mike Vrabel. So
1: perfect. You compared her to Apple. But you got to admit, Austin, there's a little bit of Mad King in her as well. Game of Thrones fans know what I'm talking about. Oh my There's gosh, a little bit yeah. of Mad King here because some, some of these decisions, and this one is included in those, sometimes seems a little overreactionary, sometimes a little caught up in the moment, a little overly harsh. Yeah. And this is one of those. So while you're, you compared her to Apple stock, she does have some Mad King in her. And, and I'll stand I by it, that. I, I think that's I, a good comparison.
2: I think it's a great take. And speaking of Mad King, look, um, before we get to Kayla, I, I want to pitch an argument. Okay. I want to pitch a case. I want to pitch a case for something that people are not going to like. In fact, when I first thought of it, I didn't like it. But it's hard to deny, okay? I tweeted it out jokingly. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, hey, maybe I am on board. I mean, I've been tweeting out a few head coaching candidates, mostly as a joke. I mean, Butch Jones was one of them, for crying out loud. Okay, so obviously I'm just doing a lot of tongue-in-cheek with my Twitter account. But what about, and hear me out, what about Jim Harbaugh, Tennessee Titans head coach? Okay, you bring those khakis to Nashville, those pleated khakis. Now listen, okay, before everyone freaks out, And I know there's a lot of SEC fans that are. I hate Jim Harbaugh. I hate him. I I hate him. When they won the national title, I was so annoyed. Um, One of my first uh, days working at Rome, him and Rome got into a Twitter spat and became public enemy number one for a Rome show. So, like, I, like, it's deep, deeply rooted hatred for Jim Harbaugh. I think he's dumb. I think he's stupid. I think he's quirky. And I, 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 and obviously after this season, a cheater. However, you cannot deny everywhere he has gone, he has found success. University of San Diego, consecutive 11 and 1 seasons. That led him to a job at Stanford, 12 and 1 record won the orange bowl at Stanford, the Vandy of the West. No offense, Jack.
1: Whoa. What the Vandy has been catching some ridiculous strays over the Oh, last did you see that stray hours. that did you see that stray they got from I uh, did. I did. And I wasn't happy. Fra- about.
2: From an Alabama source. Oh my gosh. They, that was wild. Um but uh he then led the 49ers to a 44 at 19 and one record. Look we know he's a winner. 19 and one Three straight NFC title games and a Super Bowl appearance. That's at the NFL level, okay? Then he proceeds to take the Michigan job. Had a couple of years where he's the laughing stock a little bit, but that was a that was like what he, I think he took over for Brady Hoke, maybe I don't know who was Michigan coach before him. But then he go, proceeds to lead Michigan. To three straight playoff appearances, and then last night wins the national title. So, Jim Harbaugh, everywhere he goes, he wins. And look, do I like the fact that he's a cheater? No, not at all. But the game has changed, my friend. If you are a cheater, you win. Michigan Wolverines, last night. (laughs) New England Patriots, multiple times. Houston Astros. Houston Astros. Bill Self, Kansas Jayhawks. (laughs) The, The list goes on cheating look and you say if you're not cheating you're not trying now if if you're not cheating you're not winning
1: uh i hear like, you i hear you i just don't know if it's the right fit for tennessee and i say that because you've got a young quarterback and there are great offensive minds that are available in the nfl like if you walk away with slowick from houston who yeah. just took cj stroud to an incredible rookie season if you can if you can get him if you can get ben johnson from up in Detroit, I think there's a lot of Titans fans that'll, you know, start to come around on this decision to move on from Vrabel and find more of an offensive guy. But then you had Amy again in the Mike Keith interview. And Mike Keith, to his credit, asked her, are, are we looking for an offensive guy here? More of an offensive, more ingenuitive kind of new age mind?" And she goes, "No, no. I, I mean, we're looking at everybody, which is the right answer. You do not yeah. limit. You do yeah. not limit your hiring pool based no. on what 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 style uh. of coaching." They cough are.
2: cough Mike Vrabel cough. but it would I will
1: say I will say it would be nice to have an offensive minded head coach in Tennessee because we saw it with Vrabel as yeah. soon as that OC as soon as that OC shows that he can do it somebody else is going to take him away and hire him as a head coach yes yeah no and, and continuity and is almost impossible to have on the offensive side of the ball when you have a defensive minded head coach
2: okay so that's so... why
1: I'm a little iffy on Harbaugh
2: okay not right. iffy.
1: That's why I'm out on Harbaugh.
2: So maybe I should save my take for Jeff Fisher for a later day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pocket that. He Although was... he's busy, you know he's busy. He's he's overseeing operations with the National Cats, which by the way start their season back this year. I'm pretty sure if the Titans came calling, I think he'd leave the
2: two that two tone blue for this to two tone blue. Uh, dude, dude worked wonders with the Michigan Panthers in the USFL. I'll just do you think, say that much. Okay. Do you think Tt Tolliver could start at receiver for the Titans right now? Oh, good question. Hey, before we get to Kayla Anderson, (laughs) shout out. Let's get Andy Kelly. Let's just get the whole, let's get the, let's make the Nashville (laughs) Cats the new Tennessee Titans. Before we get to Kayla Anderson, let's first get a word from our friends at BetMGM.
1: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and Gainson's remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you yeah. make appropriate choices. D-D-F- Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non drawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire 7 days from issuing. For Problem gambling support, call Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Now let's get to Kayla Anderson. I don't know about
0: you, but I got this fool punch in my cup. Night just getting started, I'm already doing too much. Reach down in my pocket, my wallet missing, boy, tighten up. Party all on the rooftop, might just fall.
2: We're joined now by one of our favorite aunts, honestly, one of our favorite family members uh, from this podcast on the family tree, a uh, a woman who just dominates the sports media landscape. Uh, You can hear every uh, weekday morning on 104.5, The Zone with Ramon, Kayla, and Will. She is the Kayla of Ramon, Kayla, and Will. She's not the Will, so don't get that confused. Uh, Will was last week, honestly. Uh, We're just going through the gauntlet of the morning show at The Zone uh, on this podcast, but we're bringing her in at the perfect time because obviously everyone knows the news by now uh a new uh skincare product has just dropped and we needed to get your initial reaction on it right i mean i don't honestly know any anything else we would talk about at this time
0: that's you know, right it, we're we're trading the old skincare out for what <laughs> seems to be new skincare
2: Mm -hmm. Look, it's the winter. Your skin is going to dry up. You need to stay moisturized, people. And that's why we brought Kayla on, because of the importance of that. It's going to be a long off season with nothing to talk. Wait, oh, wait a minute. Hang on one second. Oh, Wait, did you guys get that? Mike Rabel has been fired. What?
1: (laughs) You got to exfoliate better and you got to moisturize better. That's the key to winning. This, yeah. This, yeah. This, yeah, yeah, in yeah in right. I, maybe, maybe Mike Grable's skin was a little <laughs> too
2: rough for the Titans' likings, and they have uh, decided to can him. Kayla, we were joking before we started that uh, this news couldn't have dropped at a worse time. You know, it's like you think that like once the holidays end, all your business ends, but no, that's not necessarily the case. And it is—it's just a crazy week. And now the Titans are like, oh, hey, we're going to stir the pot a little bit by firing a guy who I think a majority of Titans. Titans fans felt like should not have been fired or at very least not have been let go without getting something in return. And I got to ask you when the news first dropped, what was your initial reaction? What was like your first take on the whole thing?
0: Oh no, here we go. (laughs) And look, I'm coming at it from all different angles, right? But the first thing for me, because I had already kind of accepted the fact that they probably were going to move on from him at this point, because even if they were in talks, I just felt like it wasn't going to probably progress in the direction of Vrabel staying there because the cat's kind of out of the bag at this point, even with all the the chatter we've heard. I I think that's hard to put things back together. Once things are already out there that there's kind of been threads torn a little bit. Right. And so I thought it's probably not going to end well. However, I thought if anything, you have to try to get something in return for him because whether or not Titans fans who didn't want him here for the future, want to believe it or not around the league, this man's a hot commodity and there are a lot of teams that want Mike Vrabel to be their head coach. And I could go through the list right now, even some teams that probably have a head coach right now that haven't been fired. So I think when you have a situation like that, that's really unique and this team needs all the help it can get. I know it has money next year. I know you've got, you know, the seventh round pick, which some prefer it be higher, but I feel like if you can get something like another even, you know, third round pick because they don't have a third rounder this season, they can use all the draft picks they could get. You've got to try to do that. And I know Amy Adam Strunk has come out and talked to Mike Keith just recently and said, hey, look, we thought it would take too much time to do that. Yeah. But when it's all said and done. You fired a guy that is now going to be picked up probably within days. And it's just really hard for me, who's covered this team for seven years with Mike Frable, to comprehend you're getting nothing out of it.
2: Yeah, the, I mean, to to your point, uh, I'm here in Chicago, obviously, and there's a big majority of Bears fans. Oh, I don't know, not necessarily want to say a majority, but there's a big pocket of Bears fans who would want to fire Matt Eberflus just to hire Mike Vrabel and Matt Eberflus literally just had a better season than Mike Vrabel with a pretty comparable roster for both, uh, both uh, franchises. But, um, but yeah, I, so it it is, it is crazy that I think it could be August uh, the season could be kicking off for 2024 and Mike Vrabel could be the head coach elsewhere.
0: Absolutely. It it is also interesting that, You know, in this situation with Mike Vrabel at the beginning of the year when you had just fired your general manager in John Robinson and you bring in a new guy in Rand Carthon and you're thinking everything you're hearing is collaboration, I personally did not see any beef between those two. I didn't see any power struggle uh, at all. I I felt like, if anything, they were on the right track in that first draft class with going in the right direction. And I know not everything worked out perfectly with every free agent they signed. But I think they had some good free agent signees too. There was a a couple that I really liked. And I I just think it's crazy. Like, it must have just gotten to Amy Adams Strunk that the fan base, um, that she herself was just not satisfied with this record. When it comes down to it, with the record this season, she felt like they needed to do more with what they had and we can argue that all day that they didn't have the personnel to do it but when it's all said and done she felt like it wasn't enough and so now you've got Rand carthon who's only been here a year and now he's going to be tasked with finding the next guy and there's a lot that comes along with that that has to go right guys
1: yeah, and you know whether Titans fans look at this as a good move or bad move will obviously be determined on you you know how the next guy comes in and does. But no matter which side of the fence you're on, there it's ap- it's absolutely an aggressive move, and we've seen this now from Amy Adams strunk quite frequently since she came um, into full control into 2015. She's fired, I believe, three co- or yeah, three coaches, two general managers. But each time she's fired these guys, the Titans have. Went on to upgrade at that same position. Rustin Webster got fired. They found John Robinson. John Robinson got fired. Ran Carthon off to a fantastic start in his first year with this draft class. And head coaching-wise, you know, you fire Ken Wisenhunt. You go to Malarkey. He wins a playoff game. Fire him. Vrabel takes you to the AFC title game. So every single time Amy's made one of these cutthroat decisions, it seems to have worked out. Now, you know, every, it, 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 nobody's perfect, and it's impossible to be perfect from a hiring standpoint. But do you have trust that she gets this next one right? And and by getting it right, I mean, do you think that there's a way she upgrades from Mike Vrabel with the current pool of options that are out there?
0: So I do. Here's the thing. I respect the hell out of Amy Adams Strunk. Let me just put that on record. First of all, she's a woman in a power position. She's not afraid to make hard decisions. And I respect that. And I think there is no way, and she's come out again and, and told, you know, Mike Keith in the interview that this did not come lightly. This is an incredibly tough decision. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, especially because Mike Vrabel, I feel on a whole, is, is beloved, right? And not just here, but across the league, like I mentioned. So I don't think that was an easy decision, decision at all by her. And everything that you point to in terms of her past, it seems to have worked for the most part in terms of making those big changes and moving forward. And I trust she can get that done. The only thing I worry about guys is because this organization is in such, such a fragile state right now, because even when Malarkey was there and you obviously fired him, you still kind of had a group of guys, including a lot of leaders still, that were on this football team, because I was there when it happened. I was there from the malarkey to the Vrabel transition. And you still had a lot of guys in that locker room who kept things together when they were bringing in a brand-new coach, right, and where things had to go right on both sides. And I think now you're in a situation where there's just a little bit more uncertainty on this roster. I think there's massive turnover that's going to happen again, And then you've got the quarterback situation. This isn't a quarterback who's been here for long. This isn't a quarterback that started in a ton of games. This is a quarterback who I feel like we think is the future. But now you are now bringing in a new head coach with a new system. And I'm sure they'll try to tailor it around him. But we all know that head coaches always want their guy. They always want their guy. And especially if you go offensive coordinator turned head coach in this position right if you get a young hot coordinator Mm -hmm. uh, that that could possibly be the case and it always just worries me a little that if that doesn't work with the quarterback situation then they have to really set themselves back because then you're going to have to go find a quarterback and that's a reset again so that's the only thing that's a little different in this situation for this being made right now in terms of it's kind of you're like you're blowing everything up, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I think from the outside looking in on this job, uh, you could look at it a couple of different ways. You could say, well, there's not a lot of stability down there. You know, they just fired their GM last year. They fired Vrabel, and Vrabel's done a lot for this franchise. But at the same time, you could also see it as you know, man, they you know their standards have really been elevated since Amy Adams schrunk came into power down there because they've done a lot of winning. They, they they've made a lot of noise. They ended the Patriots dynasty. You know they've made it to an AFC title game. Uh, three out of six, three out of the last six seasons, they've been in the playoffs, back to back division titles. All these accolades. It's an attractive job, no matter how you look at it, because of the money, the draft pick, the young quarterback, the yeah. success. But how do you think other head coaching candidates are viewing it? Are, are they? Do you think that they might look at it and say, "Man, you know, if, if I have a you know a year and a half of bad luck, I'm gone." Or you know, maybe that makes them a little skittish. Or are they are they like? I'll embrace this challenge. You know, they, they want to win badly down there. and They've sent a message that, hey, if there's two down seasons, we don't have time to stick this thing out. We want to win now. And that's why I I, I think I came out of that Mike Keith interview with uh, Amy feeling a lot more comfortable because, you know, she said, we want to win a championship sooner rather than later. And that's, yeah, what, this, and, that's and, what this move tells me.
0: Yeah. And that's what fans want. And she knows and listens to what fans want and is, is, you know, somebody who's going to try to do everything she can to get that done. And look, to be fair, I mean, Mike Vrabel was here six seasons. It's not like he was here two seasons, like what's going on in Carolina, that absolute crap oh. show. I mean, it's not, it's not an unstable situation. There's just many things that, that need to happen for them to be successful in the next couple of years, right? Everything needs to fall in place right for it to really kind of take off again. And I think that it's attractive job. I mean, you stated the reasons because they've got money, you know, if it is the right guy in terms of that comes in and is, is wanting to work with Will Levis and thinks that he can, you know, take him to the next level. I think that's a bonus. If they see that in Will Levis, like a lot of us see, and then the city, I mean, the city of Nashville, it's not Chicago, it's not New York, it's not LA, but in some ways, I think coaches might find that more attractive because it's yeah. a big, small city market, right? Where you're getting attention, but it's not unwanted in a way. And so I feel like you're not going to have the microscope completely on you like you are in some of these different markets while you're trying to build this team. So I think. It is an attractive job, especially with the other jobs that are out there right now. I mean, you're talking about Carolina. You're talking about Atlanta, right? I Washington. don't think they're as sexy Ugh. in terms of, hey, come and, come and coach us. I think this is that. But they also have to be on the same page as Rand Carthon. And again, Rand Carthon is a new GM in this league. He's not a guy with a ton of experience. I think he's on the right track. But that head coach has to see that too and align with that vision.
1: And that's a great you, point. You know, it's it feels like when you need a quarterback, you you sometimes you get lucky because there's a draft that comes along and it's got great quarterbacks. As long as you can't miss. But when you need a head coach and you're competing against these franchises that have been in the dumpster for so long, now might be the you know the right time to make that move because of how attractive you look in comparison to other openings.
0: Yeah. And that's probably what she saw. And I think she is smart and I think she is really aware of what's going on in the league, what's going on with her fan base. I mean, she like, I don't even know why I have to say this, right? Because she's an owner, she gets it. And for the most part, she is hands off with the football operation side of things, but that doesn't make her football savvy in, in terms of business um, operation and how she makes business decisions. And Maybe she looked at it this as you have to strike the iron when it's hot and this is the time to do it. And yes, it probably would have been so much better. You found the pot of gold if you were able to trade Rainbow and get picks. But unfortunately, I think she she weighed that and said we need to we need to make sure we're right there competing with these other franchises to get the quarter or the uh, head coach we we want And all these other teams are probably wanting to. And if you're behind, if you're two weeks behind in that, because you're trying to finalize a trade, you're going to be left in the dust.
2: So do you like the move?
0: Not right now. Um, And that's just for the fact that I was a Mike Vrabel believer and he could probably turn this thing around with the the money that they have with, I think, Will Levis and him having a great relationship. He's a Will Levis type of guy. so right now, not not really. I, I'm not. But you know what? I trust Amy Adams-Strunk, and I think there's a lot of things if they make the right decision, if they get this right, then I think that this could go in a direction where in three, four years, this team is at least competing for a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. Jack and I gave the take last year when she fired John Robinson that Amy Adams-Strunk, as an owner, kind of like you said, hands off, you know, doesn't, you know, kind of just stays back. We, we basically compared her to a, uh, driver's ed teacher where, look, she's going to sit in that passenger seat and she's going to have that, 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 that steering wheel that can override if need be, if she mm-hmm. sees you're starting to veer off into a ravine. Well, yeah. last year we saw it with John Robinson, like, yeah, they w- was a first-place team at the time, but we had already started to see the signs that they were reeling. And with the draft picks and recent moves, it was like, okay, this is not... It, I, I don't like where this operation is heading. Cans John Robinson. And now this year, it feels very similar in the sense of like, look, could you make an argument for Mike Vrabel to stay as head coach? Sure. But... If, you, but would you be also opting for the potential of more mediocrity? Because for the last season and a half, which is more than enough games, that's more than a sample size. This team has been the second worst franchise in football, record wise. And so Amy Adams was like, that's not going to cut it. And You know, it's like I, again, I, not that I keep, I, I, we have a joke on this podcast that I always compare things to Chicago, but that's where I live and work, obviously. And I'm very close to the Bears organization. And you see firsthand that that's a team that started two and seven, and they finished the season seven and 10, compared to a franchise last year that started seven and three, didn't even make the playoffs because you couldn't win one of your last seven games. And then this year, you, you, Start off better than the Bears, better than a two and seven start, and then you somehow finish with a worse record than them. And to me, a good coach is someone who can one, not only develop players, but can also problem solve, which is I that to me is the two biggest jobs of a head coach. Mm-hmm. And the Titans did not do that this season, and I, I actually kind of respect Amy. Obviously, I respect Amy based off of every move she's made thus far has been a move that has furthered the franchise, taken the next step with the franchise. But this one is basically telling me, "Oh, okay, so what she did last fall, she means it. Like she's not going to put up with mediocrity in any way, shape, or form." And that's what we were kind of getting, and now she's ready to move on. Now, the pressure is on like the, like, if you want to ramp up the, you know, we had a joke that there was a Bunsen burner put under Mike Vrabel's seat and we would turn it up, you know, after each loss or turn it down if, you know, with a win. But now that Bunsen burner that was under Vrabel's seat is placed solely under Rand Carthon. And then, I mean, it, not that it can be put under Amy Adams, hers is less than a Bunsen burner and more like a, a seat warmer and a nice Mercedes S class, you know, like something really nice.
0: <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> and, and like, it's not like it's ever going to get hot enough to where like she has to sell the team. um, Cause it's really her decision, but you know, like, but there's a lot of pressure on them now to get this right.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of pressure, not only for that reason, but they're building a brand new stadium. Right. And
2: there's a ticking time clock, too. Like, you don't think she sees that as a business person. Like, hey, I got to sell some PSLs in this new building.
0: Absolutely. And that's where, you know, listening to the fans comes into it. You know, knowing uh, the the feel of what's going on out there. And look, on our show on Ramon Kalen, well, I can tell you firsthand, I actually can say we probably had more people that were frustrated with Brable and wanted him out at the end than people that wanted him to stay. And, and I think that really started to heat up towards the end of the season. And I think especially for Amy Adams Strunk, she's not somebody who likes to be embarrassed. And look, when they went to Houston, mm-hmm. they not only lost that game this year. Yeah, it was
2: that was the wor- It was arguably their worst game of the year, maybe aside exactly. from Cleveland.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I mean, those types of things matter to Amy. Like those things are things that stick with her. I think there were so many things that stuck with her this season that pointed her more in the direction of we've got to fire Vrabel than there were to say, hey, we have hope to keep him, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's, that's her right. She's the owner. Like it's her money. So I think when it comes down to it, they're going to probably look at this when it's all said and done and say, okay, we did make the right decision. Now I'm not saying that things are going to be fixed overnight and that this is all going to be some storybook fairy tale next year. There are going to be some growing pains in certain aspects and fans have to know that that's going to happen. And I'm sure Amy Adams Strunk knows that it's not going to be perfect next year, but you have to see progress. And I think that's something she thought maybe, she didn't want to wait to see, right? There was just, there was no progress this year in so many ways. I mean, whether it be the O-line or the cornerbacks or just, I feel like every single win that was so close, like even to not win like a couple of those, it just, it it puts you on the other side, right? Of the fence um, being out on Brable. So I think, yeah, it's a, what have you done for me lately business, especially nowadays in the NFL, like the, the windows close really quick. And if you don't make moves in those win, in those time periods and you you wait around to make moves, you're going to be left in the dust. And there's risk that they could be set backwards with the quarterback with not finding the right head coach. But I believe more so the fact they're going to get it right than they're not. And especially because Rand Carthon has so many good relationships in this league. He's been a scout. He's been there around the league for so many years. I, I trust him to kind of have the right mindset in terms of who he's hiring and who's best for Will Levis and this group, at least that they have right now. So I I think when it's all said and done, it will be a positive, but right now it is hard to accept the fact that, you know, brabel has gone and they didn't get anything in return.
2: Yeah. As a fan, I appreciate her being proactive rather than the contrary, to be honest.
0: and
1: speaking of that, you know, twenty twenty four. I'm in my self care journey, Kayla, yeah. and yep. when I say that, I mean I've taken your advice. Right now, I'm running a skincare routine of La Roche Posé, <laughs> and I don't okay. know if you know. I don't know if you know about snail mucin, but it's in. Yes, now, I do. Kayla. You know about snail mucin? Of course right. I do. Well, so I'm rocking. I'm rocking the dynamic duo on my face to start January out, <laughs> and I just want to know because you know I. You need a big three to win at the highest level. Is there a third element that I can bring to the table here? What's your tip for me heading into 2024? Mm -hmm. Good
0: question. Well, well, first of all, the biggest tip of all is you can have the greatest skincare routine in the world and use the best products and, you know, you can use the snail uh, serum. But Mm -hmm. if you don't hydrate, boys, if you don't Mm -hmm. hydrate with water, I'm talking about Mm -hmm. water now. I'm not talking about beer. Exactly. I'm not talking about energy. Look at you guys! Dry January, too, Kayla.
2: Look, Kayla, this isn't our first rodeo with you. We've had you on, and and don't think that we do not heed your advice.
0: I mean, you guys, I am really impressed with you. You're you're using skincare. (laughs) You're drinking water. You all want it to glow like this, right? I mean, yes. I
2: mean, you honestly have the best skin of any guest that we've ever had on this podcast. (laughs) I wish this was a. I I wish this was a visual medium, just so our listeners could hear it. It's either you or Lucas Panzica.
0: That's yeah. how great it's Kayla's skin is.
2: Right I I think you if you listen closely, I think you can hear how great her skin is. That's how good her <laughs> skin
0: is. Twinkle.
2: Sounds like angel singing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Hey, Kayla, thank you so much for your time. We know it's extremely busy, obviously, on a day like today. So for you to still carve out some time to hop on with us, we appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much. Everyone, go listen to The Zone tomorrow morning. They're going to be breaking this down. Oh, yeah. From, uh, great angles, great dynamics, obviously. Uh, and you're going to want to want to hear that. So, Kayla, thank you. You're the absolute best.
0: Thank you, guys. Love you guys. There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle!
2: Our thanks again to Miss Kayla Anderson. She is the absolute best. She's so great, guys. Honestly, tune in uh, to her in the morning. She's uh, really good at what she does, and um, it's always great to get her um, opinion. And an honest one at that. And Jack, we have gone this deep into the episode without... Talking about the Titans completely embarrassing the Jaguars on Sunday. Not just beating them, but embarrassing them. And that was a Jaguars team that started 8-3 and three and somehow fell to a win-and-in game in Week 18. Huh. Yeah, that's so weird. That sounds so familiar. And then were knocked out of playoff contention by... Their division rivals. Again, there's something that sounds so familiar about all of this. To quote Back to the Future 2. What's up, Jack? Did you ever see that one?
1: No, I so saw the first one.
2: Oh, gosh. Watch all three of them. They're amazing. You'd be a better man for it. Um, so, now the Jaguars were sent packing, didn't get into the playoffs, which to me was great. And, Jack, you're, you nailed the take last week with how much more important it was to send the Jaguars into a tailspin rather than get maybe a pick higher. And even if the the Titans lost on Sunday, they would have only gotten one pick higher. Mm-hmm. So, like, when all was said and done. So, I would much rather take one pick back to embarrass your division rivals and to keep them from winning the AFC South two years in a row than to— get one pick higher, honestly. And I I, I I trust Rand to make the a great pick regardless of where we're picking, and I think I made that clear last week. But the, so the Titans, now the Jaguars don't know what to think. They don't know which way is up. Jack, from not knowing if Trevor Lawrence is the answer, which statistically, CBS Sports tweeted this out earlier, statistically, Trevor Lawrence is almost a spitting image of Mac Jones. Wow. Yeah, I'm not joking. Statistically, and you can go to CBS Sports, at CBS Sports on uh, Twitter, or maybe it's NFL on CBS. But regardless, CBS tweeted out, and it was like just side-by-side comparison of their stats. And it was like Trevor Lawrence has a slightly better record. And other than that, statistically, Mac Jones is either the same as, if not better, than Trevor Lawrence. So, you and you tweeted out, Trevor Lawrence, is he Blake Bortles with longer hair?
1: My people, are asking. people Austin, are asking part of the part of what I was saying last week has already come true because, you know, the Jags start thinking about what decisions they need to make, what changes to make if you beat them and knock Doug them out Peterson of the
2: playoffs. is now on the hot seat. People are in Jacksonville because I, I follow a few, a few people uh, that are Jags like followers or, or reporters, things like that. And there are people like Doug Peterson could be gone. And I've said that about Doug Peterson before the season started after his Super Bowl run. In Philadelphia, very next year, produces a dud. What does he do in Jacksonville after their quote-unquote Super Bowl run last year?
1: Uh, produces a dud. A dud. And, hey, what do head coaches do when they're under a lot of pressure or might be close to getting fired? What do they typically do? They Ooh, fire uh, a coordinator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 The Jaguars, the day after they lost to the Titans, fired their defensive coordinator in order for Doug Peterson to save a little face down there after this historic collapse. And I believe that, that is now that is
2: now four defensive coordinators that uh, have been fired after the Titans scored more than seventeen points on them. I'm I'm pretty sure. I if, I, if my math is correct.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that's just that's just one example. And, and, I don't know that they make that decision if they beat the Titans and keep the Titans and Ryan Tannehill in check on Sunday and make the playoffs. Oh, they,
2: they, they certainly don't because they're in the playoffs this week if they beat the Titans. Like, they're preparing for a playoff game, and they're not and making they play, the
1: firing. And they play the Browns, who, you know, yeah. I know Joe Flacco's gone a little crazy here, but, I mean, he's stoppable, sure, certainly. Um, we'll see if the Texans can do it. But, I mean, that's a favorable matchup for Jacksonville if they win on Sunday. So,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and it, it just goes to show you that, you know, even though it was meaningless to win for the Titans – and it could hurt your draft pick because there's two great receivers, Malik Neighbors and Marvin Harrison Jr. There's two great left tackles, yeah, uh,
0: and Joe Alt. Two great
2: quarterbacks uh, because the Titans were uh, – they're notorious for trading up and drafting quarterbacks. Um, yes,
1: two great quarterbacks, and you got Drake May and Caleb Williams right there. Yeah. So, I mean, those are probably your first six <laughs> picks, and it sucks to be picking on, at seven, which is kind of outside of that little honey hole, but you never know how the board's going to fall, and maybe well, one of those teams take Brock Bowers. It, it's, that's a whole conversation for a different day.
2: that Rand Austin. cook. Honestly, ran Rand impressed me. The uh, last thing I want to say about the Jaguars before we get to what we're getting to – uh, it was also reported today that a woman was arrested Monday night after she is accused of intentionally crashing her car into the Jaguars practice facility. Uh, after crashing through the gate, she reportedly crashed into the glass doors of their facility. Things are running amok in Duval uh, County. Uh, Jags fans are
1: really having a tough time coping with that
2: loss. Hey, I've been wanting to make this joke all week. Duval more like
1: dude d all right i'll do you one better <laughs> uh, how about how about instead of Duval County it's more delusional county because oh that's good when austin stanley and i were doing the game day show at acme we were getting out of our car right in the parking lot and you know some of the jags fans that started to make the early walk over the pedestrian bridge to the stadium and it was a couple of, it was two dudes and each one of them had a sign and they're being the loudest on Broadway. I mean, you could hear sure. them. it was early enough to hear echoes. And one of their signs said the AFC South runs through Duval County. Deal with it. And that's when I knew that it was time for the Jags to get humbled. And well, I'm that's, glad that, it was. The Titans I, that well, it. look,
2: in, in his defense, not to ever come to the defense of a Jaguars fan, but his defense was his sign meant like the AFC South runs through Duval, like everyone runs through Duval, including number 22 for the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> 150 plus yards on the, you know, but his potential end of season. And that's, look, they're not the only ones that, you know, the Colts and the Texans also ran through Duval County. So he's not wrong in it with his sign. Honestly, it's a it's the most factual sign I think
1: we've seen. So on that note, I think it's time to throw our heads back and laugh okay. at the Jacks.
2: Okay, look. You know, if you know this podcast, if you've been a fan of this podcast for a while, you know our very popular segment, laughing at the Texans. Well, that segment was a lot more fun when Bill O'Brien was not only the head coach but the general manager as well, because he made a lot of idiotic decisions. However, that franchise has kind of turned things around. Not sure if you noticed or not, but they won the AFC South this year. So we won't probably be laughing at the Texans anytime this offseason, let alone in the next couple of seasons, just with the way their team is set up and built. But we can always laugh at other division rivals. And to me, the next team that will go through that gauntlet of giving us material after material. I mean, hell from the rats in the concession stand to, uh, the guy who jumped into the bass pro shop swimming pool. We all know that was a Jaguars fan, right? Like that guy had to be, you know, look, reckless speculation. He he had to have been a Jaguars fan because only Jaguars fans know what it's like to swim in public places. (laughs) Just check out their stadium. I feel like we need to, laugh at the Jaguars we're going to alter the laughing at the Texans and shift it solely to Duval County in Florida to laugh at the Jaguars so Jack are you ready for this it's been a while since we've laughed
1: I've been ready for this moment all right with all due, with
2: all with all that said let's go ahead and do it Let's laugh at the Jaguars.
1: Oh, what my a bunch of losers. Oh, Jack, it
2: feels so good to laugh again. Honestly, I don't think I've laughed in like a season and a half. That felt so good. That I was... needed that
1: today, especially. <laughs> I, I mean, I've already been through a ballot of emotions.
2: I am but... so exhausted right now. Uh, so let's go ahead and just wrap things up right now. Uh, follow A to Z Sports on Twitter. Follow uh, the podcast at Pod on Twitter. That's where you can send us your so titles at Titan Up podcast on Instagram. If that's more of your flavor, you can also DM us. So titles there as well. Uh, Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack a Gentry. Very funny tweets, especially through this coaching search. You know, he is going to pop off with some hilarious memes at Jack a Gentry. You can follow me as well at Austin Huff. Jack, you got anything for the road?
1: Deep breath, everybody. I know that today, Wednesday, y'all are feeling a little bit maybe more comfortable with everything. Maybe you're not. But it's going to be okay. The Titans are ready to win. Okay? They made this move that tells you that they're ready to win. They're ready for change. Just just bear with them. And Amy and Rand, we trust.
2: Let's go. Let Rand cook. With all of that said, until next week,
1: tighten up. Tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans They're the Tennessee Titans They'll keep on fighting all the way They're the
0: Tennessee Titans They're the Tennessee Titans Tennessee Titans all the way